about this time last week, our Mayor Paul Amos um, requested to come on to the program and have a chat and uh, gave some suggestions about the boat ramp and the uh, the water taps, which have been a fairly big topic spoken about over the last few weeks. Now, I'm happy to say that the General Manager of the City of Coffs Harbour, Natalia Cowley, joins us live in the studio this morning. Natalia, good morning. Good morning, Moffy, and good morning to your listeners. Thanks so much for coming in here this morning to talk about this because we did get a statement on Friday from the Minister for Transport, Joe Halen, about the, the taps. The suggestion from the Mayor on Monday last week was to hook up to the taps on the fish cleaning facility there because to give some background for people, there have been some taps installed on the wash bays for people to essentially hook their hose up to, wash down the boat, clean it down and everything like that. They were switched off. They were then, I think, switched on by Transport for New South Wales uh, on, I think, the 22nd of January. They were then switched off again after a letter from the, the council. Just explain to us what happened there. Yeah, fair enough. Thanks, Smoffy. Um so we have a responsibility to look after the interests of the community and all community members in terms of the um, the asset that we're inheriting on behalf of the community. And those eight wash bays with the taps are a new new imposition, I guess, and that is a great thing. thing uh, but only if it actually is properly environmentally discharging into the water. At the moment, um, all of that uh, discharge that comes out of those eight bays is going into the harbour. And the the project hasn't been formally handed over. And those taps, if you look on the Transport for New South Wales website and you look at their environmental um, report, which is the Review of Environmental Factors, which was in November 2020, it specifically didn't even call out that eight wash bays would be uh, would be discharging into the harbour. And what our concern is, is that we need a, a design and safety of operation report directly from transport to confirm that um, the oil, when you flush the motors from the, uh, from the um, uh, boats and um, when people were coming out from um, from driving onto the beaches and they want to wash their engine bays and the oil that might come from that and any surfactants or cleaning agents that they may be using are not directly discharging into where people were swimming. Um, And for us, we need that clarity in order to ensure that the acid that we get is not going to create further damage down the track that we further then we have to resolve. Um, In addition to that, when I walked... um, 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 and, and had a look at the site. Um, we have got some concerns in how those steps that are in those eight wash bays have been designed and are given to council. So every single one of those inbuilt taps are made out of copper pipes, which are quite soft by their nature. And so any robust pulling of a hose off it uh, provides the risk of them uh, of them actually breaking. And when you have 800 psi of water pressure going through, it would be almost like a fire hydrant coming out. And that 
in our view, is not fit for purpose to do the job that it's meant to. Plus, the actual tap or, or valve that you use to open the water is so thin that you almost have to use... Um, have really thin fingers to try and pull it up. And so if there is a problem to pull it down, there is a concern against something that we're concerned that it might be not fit fit for for purpose. So just just going back on the first thing about the with the EPA and with the oil and things like that. um, So that would be the same then if someone hooks up to the taps at the fishing and the cleaning base. Look, that is possible, but... When you're sitting by the fishing bay, presumably that's not like a long-term situation where you can sit. It's not a purpose-built location for you to sit there long-term, start scrubbing your boat and flushing. There is probably an assumption that you might do a quick quick rinse. But it's still the same water that's going down the drains, though. It's definitely going down, yes. And, and that was the suggestion from the mayor last week was, because of these taps, go and hook up your hose to the ones near the fish cleaning section. Well, look, historically, this city has only had fish tables there. So there's never been a wash wash base. And the wash bay is a new service. And so it's only council that then can determine what happens with that particular new service. So perhaps um, the comment is made in terms of what historically people might have been doing with those fishing bays. And in order to confirm and and restate that the community hasn't lost the existing service that they used to have. In in fact, they only used to have one fishing table. Now they have two. So they haven't lost anything. But what we are needing to, um, I guess, de-risk is to ensure that whatever then goes through in those eight wash bays and how they discharge directly into the ocean. And by the way, when I looked, 27,000 litres had gone through it, which is almost the size of a of a swimming pool. So if you if you were a uh, a panther and and you you had a pool, would you feel comfortable if if someone w- would come and wash their boat into your swimming water? Pro- probably mm. not. And so for us, we are needing to make sure that it doesn't provide any uh, concerns for the nesting birds, for the fish life, for especially when it wasn't called out in the original report. And they have been midway through through the actual project. There's been team changes. And so there have been construction and implementation changes. And so for us, it's all about transparency and getting an asset that we know what to do with and how to service. So these designs came up, um, I'm told, quite a long time ago during the Design Development Council requested the Transport for New South Wales install a user pay system for access to the water taps and the wash down uh, to wash down their boats. But they say that they agreed to construct the water system, which is the pipes and the taps, except not the pay collection device because of risks of people's outboard motors overheating when it's metered. Um, that was one of the reasons damage, fire, injury, that kind of thing. So was that discussed at that time about the concerns? Definitely. And um, the concerns around environmental 
discharges and also light pollution are ones that, if you look in the report, they actually even called out the, the, these comments from our own team members that are listed on there. Um, so for us, it was a matter of understanding to what extent how much and we've never had that. So we can't tell how many litres are going to go in there. We just want to know that the EPA or Transport for New South Wales can confirm to us that, say, the gross pollutant tap that they have in there or the valve, that will not cause any damage to the swimming community, to the bird community, to the environmental community. And we just need the clarity for that. That's And that's part of handover. Mm. So there's no point... That, um, there's no point about taking something on and then you can't quite argue to try and get it fixed. It's not like you go and buy a table, take the four legs and let the table to be picked up later and go, oh, but I want to talk about the legs. Like it's, it's, for us, it's important that we have full clarity of what we are receiving, the asset that we are receiving, and that that asset is not going to provide further damage. And also... There is also the element of competitive neutrality. So a, a kilometer, less than a kilometer away, is a car wash station that has got all the trade requirements of where the water will go and surfactants and cleaning agents. So th- there are availabilities of making sure that things are being done. And we just want to make sure that suddenly this isn't bypassing the business that might have relied on that particular trade. So just to confirm, because I want to move on too. So the suggestion about using the the hoses at the fish cleaning section, not the best option to do right now. Not the best option to do right now. Um, Moving on to the user pays part. We've had a lot of speculation saying, you know, the council wants to charge for the water. If the cha- going back a bit, if the taps were changed to not be copper ones, to be you know stronger and better, better sort of use, I guess, would that help the situation? And if they are then turned on when the handover happens, which I think is probably early March, will people have to pay for the water? Look, I won't speculate on what council would decide, but as an operation, as as a person representing the operational side. Um, I can tell you that from our side, we are going to provide advice about um, the cost that um, of, of, of installing some of those measuring uh, facilities, which in my opinion, my personal opinion, is that it's going to cost more to install those functions that actually uh, get reimbursed for the water mm. that comes out of them. So um, the final decision is obviously that of the elected body, um, and that is one of the main elements when we have a new service. Strategically, that's a strategic element. That is, is exactly what the elected body is meant to do, for, and so that, that is going to be their decision. Now, there was a letter, apparently, we're told, that was sent on the 24th of January after the Transport for New South Wales turned on the taps. We're also told that they verbally offered to pay the council for the cost of the water, but that was rejected. Um, I'm assuming it was rejected because of what you said earlier, because of the concerns of the EPA. Um, why, why send a letter threatening legal action? Well, this was an illegal activity. Um, counts, the Transport for New South Wales actually physically cut locks for water and asset that belongs to council. This is the same thing as if um, you have um, that, that your neighbour taps into your water supply 
And then only after you find out that your water bill is getting bigger and you tap them out that they come and say, okay, but I'll pay for it. It's the fact that we have offered uh, a while back that a conversation could be had about a reimbursement. Of course, there was no response to that. And it's only when um, we were informed um, that the, the, that the um, locks were being cut that um, we and I personally sent uh, a letter or sent an email advising them that uh, they will need to uh, cease and desist that because that's a not a fully operational facility. Handover has not occurred and um, this is an illegal action of cutting our locks. Could there have been a better way to, to deal with it? Look, we were already on the receiving end of the fact that the locks were being cut. A conversation had not led anywhere beforehand. And so this was, you know, we don't deal with pirates over here. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we, we operate in an orderly fashion. Um, there are mechanisms and protocols that are being followed. It's not because we're wanting to be uh, terrible uh, or difficult to deal with. It's just that there are risks, there are different interests and we have to follow uh, the right process and going and starting to cut taps and um, basically acting like pirates. Pirates is not something that we can um, we can accommodate. I've got to uh, wrap things up because I've got to uh, get to the news before we wrap up the show. But um, just before we go, obviously getting a lot of positive feedback about our mowing teams through uh, the city yesterday. On the highway, it's been a, a very tough slog. Definitely. Look, um, I'm very grateful for the um, for all of the team. They have pulled all the stops. I am aware that our city has been hairy and uh, there are lots of different um, reasons for that. But we are pulling all the stops. Um, there are um, requirements that we have to follow for traffic control in order to have the right insurance when we do th- some of those elements. Uh, but we will get the city back to normal and just want to thank you. You and all the listeners for for some of that patience until we get that sorted. No worries at all. Natalia, thanks so much for uh, joining us in the studio this morning. Thank you, Murphy. Natalia Cowley, the General Manager for the City of Coffs Harbour. It's the Coffs Coast 106.3 Triple M.